When you're just getting started as a yoga teacher or with your spiritual coaching business, building your brand can be totally overwhelming. Let me start with your logo. It's not your brand. I know it's what many yoga teachers start with, and that's really not what you should do. At the same time, creating your brand doesn't have to be complicated, and you don't need to hire a designer or branding consultant. It's actually fun, I promise. Getting clear on things like your why and your mission and your colors, it can also help you when it comes to creating offers for your students. Creating a brand is an essential step for any entrepreneur, no matter the industry you're in. And I want to help you get started. So today I'm going to share five steps to create a brand as a yoga teacher with you. And if you'd like to learn more and get real practical tips and advice, like how to choose your brand colors or ask me any questions you have around branding and marketing, I have a brand new free live workshop coming up that I'd love to invite you. The workshop is happening on February 25th at 11 a.m. ET and 5 p.m. CET, so that's 5 p.m. in Berlin. So depending on when you're listening to this, if you can make it, sign up. I'll also send out a replay if you can't make it live, but you need to sign up first. Click the link in the show notes or go to susannareike.com forward slash branding to sign up. It's totally free and it's happening February 25th, 2021, this year. And yes, I would really love to see you there. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Susanna Riker, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Okay, have you signed up? So let's dive in. Step number one is finding your why and creating your mission statement. And if you feel like, oh, again, and I hate this exercise, maybe you've seen it somewhere else already. I totally get it, right? Um, I mean, I was like that as well. When I started out, I was like, I don't have a why or a mission. I just want to be able to travel the world work from anywhere, be my own boss, and earn enough money to fund my lifestyle. There was a bit more behind it, but yeah, basically, that's where it all started. But you know what? I did those exercises, and I found it really helpful to have a clear mission statement. And I promise it's not complicated. It's not something you have to think about for weeks or something, anything like that. Um, your mission statement is really important because it will help you stay true to your goals and to remember why you do what you do when things get tough, which, let's face it, every entrepreneur will encounter. And at those times, it really helps to remember why you do what you do. And of course, you know, like um, creating offers that are aligned with your goals to stay focused. That's why, that's why you really need to have that clarity. Okay, so what's a mission statement? Your mission statement should capture the essence of your goals for your business, 
your values, what you offer, and who you do it for. It signifies what you are all about. I know it sounds like something super complicated that will take you weeks to figure out, but it's really not. To give you an example, here's my mission statement. My mission is to help yoga teachers and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business so they can find more financial freedom in their business. I give them online courses with tools and strategies so they are empowered to build their authentic brand, beautiful website, and create and sell digital products successfully. I do this showing up passionately and consistently while living my best life. And that's mine. Yours mission statement might look similar or completely different. Doesn't matter, right? So everybody's different. So how do you come up with your mission statement? Here are a few questions um, you can ask yourself to get you started. Question number one, why did you become a yoga teacher or start your business? For example, in my case, my goal was to work with yoga teachers and help them with their marketing but also to be location independent and being able to work from anywhere and to be my own boss. Because that's one of my main goals, I focus on selling online courses right from the get-go, and it's definitely been the best decision for me. If my goals might have been different, I could also have ended up working for a yoga studio or a big yoga brand, but that wouldn't have made me happy in the end because that wouldn't have been aligned with my goals, of, with what I wanted in my life. So being clear on my mission helped me stay focused even when it was difficult in the beginning because I didn't make enough sales yet. So that's just to inspire you. Um, think about the first question. Um, it was, why did you become a yoga teacher or start your business? Question number two, who are your customers? This is really important to ask yourself. If your students are all in their 60s, you are going to create different offers for them than if they are young moms or students or teenagers. Whether you're designing a new product or service, writing copy for your website, writing emails, or creating social media updates, it will help you immensely if you have an idea who your ideal customer is. And one more question to ask yourself to help you come up with your mission statement is, how do you help your customers? For example, when you teach yoga, do you bring calm into your students every day or more energy, fitness, help with back problems? Focus on the main things here. Don't list 20 benefits of yoga. You've probably seen that on some websites and it's like so general. You want to be specific, right? It's about what's really important to you. What do you want to help your students most with? And then you bring it all together and just write up your mission statement. You don't have to show it to anyone. You don't have to publish it. This is really just for you um, as a reminder, um, something that you can maybe print out and put up on your desk, um, on the wall behind your desk. So you see it every day or you create um, a screensaver with it. I don't know. Um, the point is, this is really just for you. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfectly worded um, or something lofty. It's just for you um, as a reminder what your goals are, what you do, who you want to help. And then you bring it all together and write your own mission statement. 
Remember, you don't have to publish this anywhere. This is just for you. So it doesn't have to be perfectly written or beautifully worded. Um, just try to, it just make, needs to make sense to you, right? So simply bring it all together. Okay, moving on. Step number two is creating a mood board. When you hear branding, you probably think about big brands or famous yoga teachers who trademark their own style of yoga. Or about what pictures you use, what logo, uh, or what colors on your website. And we get to all that. But really, it's about creating an emotional impact on the people who interact with you on your website, on social media, or even in person. It's about a feeling you convert. And you want that feeling to be positive, of course, so people keep coming back. Before you start creating your logo or social media images, let's do some research and create a mood board. This is brainstorming on a visual level. You're going to look for images that you feel resonate with the brand and business you want to build. It will help you understand what you are attracted to and also what you don't like. For example, I don't like strong colors. I'm always drawn to light and muted colors. And I love freedom and positivity, and that's what I want my brand to convey as well. So how do you get started? Here's what I want you to do. Head over to Pinterest and create a secret board. That's a board that no one else besides you can see. Um, or if you're brand new to Pinterest, you simply create one board, <laughs> okay? Because nobody's going to look at it anyway, probably. And then you start adding pictures to that board that speak to you. So pin images of colors, textures, photos, logos, design elements, or homepage layouts, quotes, any image that you feel you would like your brand to be like. You can also upload your own images to Pinterest to pin them to the board. In the first step, you don't need to edit yourself. Simply add things, the more the better. Aim to get at least 20 images pinned. The next step is to edit your board and really focus on the images that you like most and find more like them. Have a look at your images and see if a theme appears. Are there certain colors that you are drawn to or special elements or styles? Edit your board until you only have images that reflect you and your brand and that show what you want your audience to feel. Next, you can download them or screenshot them and create a mood board, for example, in Canva or add them to a Google slide so you have everything in one place. I actually love this step of defining a brand, and I hope you do too. Have some fun with it and create your dream mood board. Step number three is choosing your brand colors. I know from my students in my website course, Blissful Websites, that choosing your brand colors can be a bit scary, especially if you're not a designer. But it's an important step. Colors have such a powerful effect on our emotions, on what we feel. Just imagine, close your eyes for a moment, and imagine you look at an image that has a lot of very strong colors, bright pink, white, black, you're going to feel very different than when you look at an image that consists of calm, soft colors like gray, soft blue, beige. So it's important to think about the message you want to convey and whether or not the colors you're using fit that tone. 
Normally, you want to have one main color for your brand that really defines your brand, but that you also use sparingly, especially if it's a strong color. On your website, you could use your main color, for example, for your links and buttons. You also want to add a few accent colors that go with your main color and that make everything a little bit more interesting. Add a few background colors that are more neutral and that you can use on your website in the background. Think of them like a wall color in your apartment. So for example, to separate modules on one page. Try to limit yourself to two to three colors for your main color and accent colors. If there are too many accent colors, they will create too many focal points that may confuse your website visitors. You want them to feel comfortable browsing your website. You don't want to annoy um, or make it challenging to absorb your content by using overly bold or bright background colors. Beside on your website, you can also use your colors on social media. For example, when you create quote images or on flyers or on your business cards. Having your brand colors will help you that everything looks more together and more professional. People will recognize your brand more easily, and this will help you stand out. To help you find your colors, I again recommend Pinterest. Maybe you already identified some colors when you created your mood board. You can also search for brand color board, for example, and you'll find tons of amazing examples. Searching on Pinterest is always my first step when I design a website. I love choosing colors and I hope you will too. One thing to remember, when you feel really blocked here, it's taking you forever, you can't make a decision, it's scary and all that. The colors you choose now don't have to stay forever with your brand. You can change them. You can change them anytime you feel like they don't represent your brand anymore or when you feel something's not working. I, for example, added a gold-yellow color to my color scheme last year because I felt that next to all those soft, light colors, I needed a stronger color that would help me make things stand out more. I didn't change anything else, just added that color, and now I use it sparingly on my website, and I love it. Okay, step number four, create your logo. Oh my God, that's an exciting step. And it's like what so many people start with. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to invest in a designer to create your logo for when you're just starting out. There, I've said it. Mainly because you get what you pay for. I heard so many stories of people who hired a designer, for example, on Fiverr and got really terrible results. So it's really sad. Fact is... A good logo designer will cost you good money. They are expensive, money you probably don't have yet. The good news is you can easily create your first logo yourself, for example, with Canva.com. That's um, a website. If you don't know it yet, I talk about it all the time because I'm totally in love with it. Um, it's www.canva.com. And you can use, um, you can create a free account on there to design anything you want. You can choose from their range of professionally designed logo templates or design from scratch. If it's your first logo, I would recommend keeping it really clean and simple. Maybe just write your name in a nice font like I did for my brand. 
This works best, especially online, on your website. Here you don't want a logo that takes up a lot of space in your header or that contains text that's so small it's impossible to read on a mobile phone. I see that happen quite often. Once you are at a point where you are ready to invest in your branding a little more, you can always choose to hire a designer and revamp your logo if you'd like. If you decide to hire someone to design your logo to get the best results, prepare a really detailed brief for the designer with examples of logos you like, what you want and what you don't want, and include your mood board and as many details about you and your background as possible. This should help, but still you have no guarantee that you'll actually love what you'll be getting. You can get an amazing logo or be bitterly disappointed. Quite risky, right? So that's why I don't recommend this option, especially when you are just starting out and can use the money elsewhere. I actually think many people, most people probably, overthink their logos. It doesn't have to be something fancy, really. A simple font with your name is great. It's all you need. I would rather want you to spend the money on a professional photo shoot instead, for example. Okay, step number five, bring it all together in your style guide. Your style guide is the place where you put all your brand elements so you can see them in one place. Create one document where you put all that, um, for example, your logo, your colors, your fonts. So we haven't talked about them here, but this is something you want to look at as well when it comes to creating your brand. And then photos or inspirations, icons, textures, some elements that you want to use. Um, So you can create a Google slide where you put everything. You can also create a style guide in Canva that looks pretty where you have everything in one place and then you can download it as a PDF or as a JPEG and save it with all your other brand elements on your computer so you have everything in one place um, moving forward. When it comes to creating flyers or building your website or designing your business cards or anything really, Um, Having this consistent feel, this consistent branding is really going to help you build your business. You can download it as a PDF or as a JPEG and then save it um, in your folder with all your brand elements. This will simplify design for you and help you look more consistent, professional and authentic online. I also think it's just very motivating It always gives me a fresh burst of inspiration and excitement when I work on my brand. I really hope you're feeling inspired now as well and put the steps I shared with you into action. As I told you already at the start of this episode, if you'd like to learn more and get real practical tips and advice or ask me any questions you have around branding, I have a brand new free live workshop coming up that I'd love to invite you. The workshop is happening on February 25th at 11 a.m. ET. So um, depending on when you're listening to this, if you can make it, sign up. I also send out a replay if you can't make it live, but you need to sign up first. Click the link in the show notes or go to susannereicher.com forward slash branding to sign up. It's totally free and it's happening February 25th, 2021. And that's it for today. I'm wishing you an amazing week. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannoreicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the Make Your First or Next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.